what promotional activities have you guys been doing and was there anything extra that you guys added this year? So we modified a, a working plan that we had in place. Mm -hmm. One thing that we, we did do with marketing, which looking back in hindsight, which I think was really important, was uh, with any advancement shop, there's always push and pull on how many times you want to email your constituents. <laughs> we fight that battle very uh, uh -huh. almost daily with our marketing department, but we were able to basically um, have a couple of teaser emails in the mm -hmm. early part of the promotion um, in conjunction with a direct mail piece, which basically yeah. communicated out to our athletics constituents that the challenge is going to be structured a little bit differently this year mm -hmm. with a di different time frame. But it also had a dual component of people that weren't comfortable giving online or preferred to give through the mail had that option as well. Mm -hmm. And then we also, um, the thing that I think was helpful was we put together a schedule of a kickoff on the first day of the challenge on mm -hmm. March 27th. And then we had a last chance email on the 30th. But we put a placeholder email in the middle of the competition on the 29th, mm -hmm. knowing that we would probably want to use it. So just kind of, yep. we didn't know what we wanted to say because we didn't know how it was going to go. Right. But we kind of planned a contingency, and I think that was yep. important. And I, I just want to say one thing about that. For anybody who's going to be launching a giving day or any, any sort of strategy like this, um, just when we were um, working with our colleagues, again, from our standpoint, knowing our knowing our constituents, we knew that the gear was going to be a big deal. And so on Wednesday, we said we want to send out um, basically an image of some of the gear that people can score when they make gifts of certain sizes. And we launched a firestorm in communications. They were absolutely insistent that we not do this, that the entire email looked like a catalog, that there was no way that this was going to work. We got 300 gifts that day in response to that email. That's awesome. Wow. Basically, it's I say to any fundraiser who's getting a lot of pushback, but if they believe in the strategy, believe it and push it. Because um, that the, the VP of marketing at the time, my uh, our colleague who oversees our advancement projects walked in and said, you know, they got 300 gifts from one email. So that was a big win for us. And, you know, like Mike said, giving people the opportunity to give offline was another huge win for us. We got several hundred uh, gifts offline in the mail. And we didn't expect that. I think no. that was more than we had got traditionally in the past. Much more. Um, so it's definitely something we'll probably look at doing again next year, but mm -hmm. also, like, kind of digging a little bit deeper into, into it, looking at who those people were and, yeah. what, you know, what uh, inspired them to get yeah. through the mail. The big thing, too, when I – we have a new uh, – athletic director I was able to go back to him after this and say you know what we had 20 gifts that were a thousand dollars and above that was awesome that was such a huge win when we looked at the results we had 500 people who made a second gift to the college that it during this campaign so those are just really interesting stats for us when we think about overall donor behavior um, this just really it resonated with a lot of people yeah, and um, I'm curious, you know, it sounds like you guys have direct mail going, you had email going, all, a lot of these in the pre-promotional stage, which is awesome, reaching out beforehand. Were there any other channels that you guys really focused on? Social media and peer-to-peer. -peer. So the social media, we worked both with the athletics department as well as the general college social media platforms to promote this. It was on our homepage, on um, our landing page of absent.edu. And then uh, I mentioned those 40 or so individuals. We probably had 100 alums and parents who were suggested by coaches to be advocates, but we had about 40 that were really active. And so throughout the course of the four days, Mike and I were sending them lists of alums that they could reach out to or 
Um, they were working with the coaches. The coaches sent some of the best emails. Yeah, I think the coach to to the coach alumni, to athlete was awesome. The coach, the, each program. Well, I, I don't know if each program, but a lot of the programs have their own social media yep. accounts. So they promoted it to their alumni mm-hmm. through like their Twitter feeds. Yep. Um, and they we kind of just gave them content that they could personalize as mm-hmm. they chose to make it in their own voice. Yep. Um, one interesting promotional. Um, venture that our ski program did is they yes. had an event at um an alumni run um business called mainly burgers um in central square in cambridge here in massachusetts and i actually went to the event and they had over 35 um alumni at the event they were um had their laptop out they were um collecting donations at the event um mm-hmm. so it was almost like a you know the a reunion of sorts for a mm-hmm. lot of these alums but there were parents there um they were super into it and i think that um the coach of the ski program was absolutely addicted to refreshing the page to see where his program uh stacked <laughs> yeah. up against the other one so while as i was there he just kept refreshing the page and, uh-huh. but it was a good way to um get a lot of alumni to give in one setting yeah. and um the owners of the business um were ski alums themselves, and they were um, thrilled to host the, the group there. So that was another kind of offbeat promotion. Yeah, their their gift, in addition to the event, was actually donating a portion of their proceeds as their personal gift. Oh, that's incredible. Kind of on um, on that same level, um, you know, the when we're in a situation where the our communications through our marketing department, you know, our email blasts, our mm-hmm. social media promotions are reinforcing the communications that the coaches are putting out there, mm-hmm. not the only time that p- alumni are hearing about mm-hmm. the event, they're that much more successful because, um, you know, it's it's something where you're, maybe people get an email when they're busy, they may see a Facebook or right. a tweet with, uh, when they're in the middle of doing something, but, you know, having that reinforcement makes it seem like it's a big deal and everyone's yeah. behind this. So having that coach or right. um, alum reinforcing our message yep helps that much more and don't be afraid to over communicate we didn't get i think we had four opt-outs maybe i mean we 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 were super aggressive with our communications across all the different channels and this is something for us that is absolutely mind-blowing because we from the advancement side have been told time and time and time again you can't over communicate you can't over communicate but we've proven time and time again that when you have a short-term urgency of message you actually can and it really got people excited. And so um, if people are, are getting pushback that you can't communicate too many times, tell them to just pull anybody who's done a giving day and find out just how many times they touched people and how few opt-outs they get. Then you, that, that proves the point that you, in fact, can when you have the right platform and the right message. 